0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The The Yamcast.
1: YAMCast. This
0: is episode 99. What? Yeah, and we like talking about Jesus. We like talking about how the Bible attaches itself to young adults and their lives and make it as practical as we can and also as crazy as we possibly can. Is that right, Erica?
1: Yes, and if you would like to contact us in any way, you can find us on social media at The YAMCast, or you could email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. We've got so much extra time. I love how you said the Bible attaches itself to young adults. I think that's what I like. It does. It's like like a growth. That's what I thought.
0: I wish you all could be in the booth with us when we do this, because if you could watch the reactions that we make on our faces and like, <laughs> I knew I was saying something <laughs> that was funny to you and I couldn't pull it out of you. It was so great. It was. Yeah,
1: I, I waited until. It was sweet. After because, but it made me. It
0: was sweet. And we did have Bible a ton was, of yeah, extra I time just, that time.
1: We did, which is.
0: I do realize part of the reason was I didn't say, hi, my name is Chris. Yeah, that's all right. But that really only would have taken another second or
1: two. I know, but we had lots of time left over.
0: So consider that something for you people. We gave you some time back. And you're like, I still listen to the whole thing, so I didn't get any time back. You-
1: but you actually got to just listen to the the music instead of hearing us talk over it. So the music. you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Ponder and I'm like guessing that bit.
0: music probably won't last for much longer.
1: Yeah, because we're going to be starting a new series. Series? Book. Not series. We don't really do Siri. Well, it's here. a
0: series of a book. Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, CRI. We don't do CRI. No, we don't. That was a nice non-plural of Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it's real, but okay. It's not. So. series <laughs> That's definitely the plural. So we are doing Hosea 14 this episode, and like I said, it's episode 99.
1: hmm
0: Wow. Which is pretty great. have
1: been doing this for a while.
0: Which means, and I don't know, I'm not the best at math, but I <laughs> think what that means is that our very next episode, the recap of Hosea, will be our 100th episode.
1: That is good math. Man. You are correct. Our 100th so episode. We should have like a party or something.
0: I feel like I want to buy a bunch of those poppers and just, just go, psh, 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 psh. fire them at you the whole episode. And <laughs> see that, how you-
1: that could be <laughs> kind of fun.
0: You're like, ow.
1: I'm like, that was in Stop. my eye, Christopher.
0: Yep. Well, to the moon. I had a neighbor kid that he was always just say that. I don't even know if he knew what it meant. but
1: <laughs> Like he would throw things up? He was
0: a little kid, little redheaded kid with, he, he didn't always wear glasses, but sometimes he did. And he would just come over and he'd say something to us and then he'd go, to the moon! And then he would just walk away. And I don't know what that <laughs> meant. It was great.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Solid.
1: And then you're just sitting there like shaking your head like, what just yeah. happened?
0: It's pretty much that's how it went. Yeah. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All righty. Read through. You're making me do the whole chapter in one shot.
1: We are. We are doing. I mean, it just kind of sounded good altogether. I didn't want to break it up. So
0: I'm trying to collect myself and my breath, all of it. Oh,
1: golly. Here we go.
0: Chapter 14 of Hosea. Listen to all the goodness in this one. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, O take away all iniquity, except what is good, and we will pay with bowls the vows of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, and we will say no more, Our God, to the work of our hands. In you the orphan finds mercy. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall take root like the trees of Lebanon. His shoots shall spread out. His beauty shall be like the olive and his fragrance like Lebanon. They shall return and dwell beneath my shadow. They shall flourish like the grain. They shall blossom like the vine. Their fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. O Ephraim, what have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. I am like an evergreen cypress. From me comes your fruit. Whomever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the upright walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. That's just good. I kept looking down. How long is this?
1: (laughs) Scroll, scroll, (laughs) scroll. This is so much longer. What I first think of when I read this was that God is never done with us. Yeah. He is always about redemption, Mm -hmm. always about fixing it, always about making it right. And the thing is, is it's us that need to do those things. God does not need to make things right. But what's crazy is we just celebrated Easter, and he does make it right when we can't, which is just mind-blowing to me. Like, he made— it right bringing Jesus down to this earth to die for our sins and to raise from the dead to make it right. Even though he didn't need to make anything right. We were the ones that sure. That's like other people apologizing when you did something wrong, you know, like that's not necessary. And so it's just, yeah. and this is the same kind of thing. Like he doesn't need to redeem them. He doesn't need to, I mean, they've, they've been doing this for long enough that they deserve these things. Mm -hmm. And He still is there.
0: Yeah. I mean, he could let them just be taken away and never bring them back. Mm -hmm. The only problem with that is he has promised that he won't do that.
1: And he is a man of his word,
0: but what's even, I don't know if it's astounding. I don't know what word to use here. Maybe confusing to me at times. The fact that he's the one that made the promise of himself and then he's sticking to his own promise. Mm. Like, do you know anybody like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there are people who make promises that mm-hmm. keep them, but there aren't people who make promises to make up for all the lack of promises someone else is going to keep, and then they keep that promise anyway. Yeah, that's pretty. Because I mean,
1: you make a promise, and if that person doesn't, because usually there's still two things that need to happen, yeah, it's right? A contract
0: of some sort, typically. Yeah, yeah, and
1: if that person doesn't uphold theirs, that kind of nulls your. Your uh, promise. Yeah, your
0: obligation yeah. Is, is out. But imagine making a promise unilaterally that then yeah. the other party doesn't hold to at all and you still keep the promise completely. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and so then when I'm talking to people about stuff like this and they go, well, God's just mean. Like, have you read the Bible? It's not even close to true. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Hmm. Yeah, like I it's It's so hard because I mean, I've this has come up a lot recently where somebody can say something, and everybody listening to it can take it a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy is like we could be reading the same thing, and we read this that it's so beautiful that he is he is always there and is going to to still save them. And somebody else will read it and be like, well, he shouldn't have done it in the first place or that shouldn't even have been, if he's loving, then, you know, like that might be the thought that comes into their mind. Right. And it's just so interesting. Right. Cause I mean, I would almost say then that person wants us to not have any consequences for our wrongdoing, you know,
0: which is usually the case. It is. Humans don't like consequences
1: or any hardship or yeah.
0: So we're surprised when it happens, you know. Why is my marriage dissolving? Oh, well, because you're totally terrorizing your partner. Well, that shouldn't happen though. It should we should supposed to be together forever. Do you not think you have any responsibility in this?
1: Yeah, no, You have to work at it.
0: That's crazy mm-hmm. that you can't live like that. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. But to have a God who loves us so much that he'll make a promise that he's on the hook for. And then we break our, our part of the vow and he still is like, on the hook for and it over and over and over again is just mind blowing to me. And it, and when I read this, I, I, I'm with you. People could totally read this and go a different direction with it. But the context of the scriptures as a whole, which is part of why we do the deeper dive, part of why we even are doing this podcast in general, is because we're trying to glean from it the truth that people maybe don't see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the, the reality is, let's say I wrote a letter to my wife and she didn't appreciate the way that I wrote it. At the end of the day, there was still a meaning behind what I was writing Whether she accepted it or not, Mm -hmm. there was a truth that maybe I didn't capture as well in words as I would have liked, but it's still there. With the Bible, I think that's part of what we're working toward is we're always trying to find that truth. The greater scheme or whatever, scheme's the wrong word to use there, but you know, the the greater theme or meta narrative of what God is trying to do. So even as we read this chapter and you go, I don't like this or God didn't have to do this, then you need to back up and go all the way back. For example, like I'm, I'm mentioning the Abrahamic covenant where God walks through the pot mm-hmm. by himself and um you know as a pot of fire it says he walks through this covenant by himself but then he makes a promise to David that your your descendant's going to be on the throne forever makes a promise to Moses you know I'm going to be with the people and I'm going to make you a priesthood uh, you know I'm going to make you a nation of priests and all of these covenants are all in tension they're still there they they haven't right. gone away there's no God didn't suddenly go, oh yeah, I forgot about all those. They're all still there. Yeah. How is he going to bring it about? Well, he has to let his people go into judgment and then pull them back from it. And then ultimately through Christ, do something bigger than we can p- even imagine. And in that, you go, whoa, he is, he is totally on the hook, not just for other people, but even his own promises, mm-hmm. his own mm-hmm. word. And that, he's just something that I can't even fully comprehend. That's amazing. And you don't glean that from the text unless you really spend time thinking about it and processing and going, whoa, there's more going on here, mm-hmm. so but I'm with you. He's never done with us. He's all about redemption, always has been, always will be.
1: Yeah, maybe
0: fight for that team instead of the other team. All righty, uh, yeah. here we go with the deeper dive. That had that a Mountain Dew, a little sense to it. I mm. just felt a gravel in my voice mm-hmm. that helped me a lot there.
1: That Thank caffeine you. and sugar. Thank
0: you, sugar, caffeine, and carbonation. You made my day. I, I think along that lines, here's, here's where I want to go with a deeper dive today. And you notice in the last verse there, the, the author was talking about walking in the ways of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but especially with young adults, I have always felt that the ways of the Lord have a negative connotation to people. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, even when I was walking with the Lord as a young adult, and I'm so much older now. But it, when I was doing that, I, I remember people just, you don't know what you're missing. You're missing out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's always kind of mm-hmm. how it's a, it's like a FOMO, you know, fear of missing out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, if, you, it's
1: boring. if it's you weren't
0: following the Lord, you totally could have partied with yeah. us last night. If you weren't following the Lord, you wouldn't remember what you did. If you weren't following the Lord, <laughs> you'd sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. You know, like you go through this thing and, and it, the, the ways of the Lord always have a bad rap, especially with young adults. But what I want to just throw your way, listener- is imagine if everything you wanted in your life was given to you, but all you had to do is drink this poison. <laughs> you know, I want you to, if you drink this, everything's fine. And we've watched the movies where that's, you know, Snow White or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. the, the individual who's like, have this apple, you know, it'll be great for you. And you eat it and then your toast until True Love's Kiss comes along to save your life, which is always a great narrative to go with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Leaving all that aside, the the idea that if if I just said, yeah, I want to live my life to the fullest and I had to drink this poison to do it, I'd be a fool if my friend or if if I didn't tell my friend, don't do that, you know? Like just don't don't do that. You're going to do this. And so we we live vicariously through other people or we do things with people that we're living vicariously through. We like I said, sleep with whoever we want to sleep with, we drink whatever we want to drink, we eat whatever we want to eat. And then 10 years later, we regret all those decisions.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, I don't know a single person who looks back on their 20s and goes,
1: man. Greatest days of my life.
0: (laughs) I hear people say the greatest days of my life. But then when you start to push into it a little bit, they're like,
1: oh, I've made a lot
0: of stupid mistakes. And I've strongly hurt my life because of it. Mm -hmm. So then I read the ways of the Lord are good. And I go. I know that's true, but have I always believed that that's true? Mm. Or to the listener, do you believe that that's true? Do you believe that God's ways are not poison? And you might be thinking, well, I can make up for 10 years of poison in my life and I'll be fine as a 40-year-old. You don't know the wounds that you're going to bear from all of that. And when I read the word of God, I so often see this, this concept, the ways of the Lord are good. You know, Psalm 119, how many times does it say, you know, your word is this to my feet and, a, and a, mm-hmm. this to my path, or your word is this to me, your word is this, your word is this. Or you read Psalm 1, you know, uh, a, a righteous man, a good man who meditates on God's law day and night, lives a life to the full. How many of us really believe that? I, I, don't, I don't know that a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. And then you might say, well, I don't want a God like that. I don't want a God who's going to tell me what to do. That's fine. I understand why you feel that way. And you're allowed to be like that because God's amazing at letting us be free, even to the point of letting us wander off into exile and pulling us back because he's beautiful and amazing. But you shouldn't be surprised if you do that, live your own life. And either one, you regret it all later or two, you don't belong or fit or feel like you belong in a church. I don't know how to say that, so I'll say it three different ways. You know, because mm-hmm. I hear people say, "Well, I don't belong there." Why? Because you feel like your lifestyle choices are making you not a part of the group. Mm. Well, then you've really rejected God. You haven't rejected the church. You've you've rejected what God would maybe Watch want it. from you, yeah. right? Or you've decided I don't fit there. And really, what you're saying is I don't agree with with what God is saying, and I'm going to do it my way. And I totally disagree with the churches today who just are like, "Well, everybody can do whatever they want to do." No holds yeah. barred. Let's. Let it all hang out. Everybody do what they want to do. and Everything's fine. That's not true. That's not the truth of the gospel. No. It's not the truth of the Bible. The Bible leaves a little leeway in some areas for us to kind of live in freedom. But for the most part, the Bible's pretty clear. There's some certain things that if you do, you're wreaking havoc upon yourself. And on the other side, if you do it this way, you're going to honor God and you're going to be better for it. You're going to mm-hmm. feel like your life is fuller and better. I would rather live like that. And I don't know that everybody feels like that. But if I can speak to a 19 or 20 year old right now and say, that's probably the better way. And you listen to this and you go, oh, cool. I never thought of it that way. But yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. I thought I'd
0: at least throw that out as a deeper dive. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember back then too, like thinking that this was stifling and yeah, you almost think you're up here and that Mm -hmm. doing things, what God wants you to do. Like, how dare you tell me what to do? Like I'm an adult. Like I know what I'm doing, you know? And you, you almost feel like following God is putting you in a cage. Whereas I have now come to find out that following God is actually extremely freeing Mm -hmm. because you don't have to worry about apologizing for things that you've done because you're doing it God's way. You don't have to apologize if you're doing things God's way because you're not hurting anybody, you know, or, You don't have to um, be, I mean, as they talk about before, like you're a slave to sin or you're a slave to God. Like, which would you rather be a slave to? Mm -hmm. Like, you're either letting God pull your life strings over here or you're letting sin pull it over here. Either way, you're actually not calling the shots. So um, I would rather have God pulling my strings over here, knowing that, I'm leaving people better than I found them. Right. I'm leading a better life. Um, I, I'm not leaving a, a wake of destruction behind me. I mean, I remember that was one thing, just talking with people when I was actually a young adult. And that was when then we came to the, the realization of like, if this whole thing isn't real, like following Jesus, whatever, if like all that isn't actually real, I don't think I will be ashamed at all as how I live my life. Right because I've lived it well, you know, like I've lived it by loving people. I've lived it by serving them. I've lived it, you know, like it's not asking, like he's not asking us to do something outlandish that we're going to regret later, you know, which then again, makes me think this is real, you know? So that's actually um, a
0: really good apologetic. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I've, it's, it is interesting when you're a young adult because you do think that it's not freeing. And then you do come to a realization later where you're like, it is actually a very freeing because then I don't have to worry about a lot of those things that I would have had to worry about if I didn't follow him. Yeah. So, and didn't follow his ways.
0: I've said it before and I'll say it again. We are the only beings in the universe who lock ourselves in a cage because we want freedom. Mm. That's crazy to me. It just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, no, that's a good word. It's a good word. So let's get practical.
1: Let's get practical, practical, so, I, we were very practical before, actually, but... I,
0: I think this whole episode is practical.
1: Yes. I really want to focus on the end of verse 8, where it says, from me comes your fruit. And it reminds me of the chapter in John, which was 15, yep. um, where it's talking about abiding in him, and apart from him, we can do nothing uh, for to, to us produce lasting fruit. Mm-hmm fruit that goes beyond us lives after us. Like we have to be connected to him. And without that, if we're not connected to him, the fruit that we produce is merely for ourselves. Right. It has no lasting benefit. It has to come from him. If we're going to have some sort of legacy, even like, and not even, and then it's not meant to be our legacy. Obviously it's meant to be his legacy, but um, yeah, that just, I, I really liked that, that like from him is going to come our fruit, not, from our us striving or us trying to make it or, and that's where you can tell that it's actually good fruit as if it is coming from him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: When Jesus says you will know them by their fruit, mm. that wasn't a toss away comment, <laughs> you know? So that's one of the times that I, I'm hesitant with a pastor when I look at their fruit and I go, mm, I don't love what's coming yeah, out of there. Yeah. You know, or a Christian mm-hmm. who's claiming to be a Christian and, And I'm not being judgmental, but you you look at their fruit Mm -hmm. and you go, hmm, something weird there. Yeah. So I think that that comment from verse 8 is huge. Yeah, and and apart from him, we can do nothing. I wish we would believe that and trust it. Okay, here we go.
1: Council Corner with Erica. So kind of continuing on with that thought of fruit, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we pondered that thought you said at the very end enough. Where you're actually looking at somebody's fruit. Mm. I remember having a <clears throat> conversation with someone when they were thinking of starting to date somebody, and I remember saying, because i I really felt like they were making a mistake. I didn't think they should be dating this person. But you can't always just come out and say that to people, right? Because they might, I don't know, they might get defensive, whatever it might be. And the reasons that I didn't really want them dating that person, it wasn't selfish of me. Like, And, I, and I, I answered these questions to myself before I brought this to that person's attention. The one question that I asked them is I said, what fruit are they producing? Sure. And I think that was telling for that person. There, Some of the things that that person said were like, oh, you don't know this about her, but fill in the blank. Or you don't know this about her, but fill in the blank. And I said, if if that is true of that person, then I should know that. Is that just something she's just showing to you? Or is that something that, cause like if that is, if that is an evident fruit, then everybody should know that that is what that, per, like, cause they're like, oh, she's so giving or she's so whatever. And I'm like, I don't see that at all. Right. Granted, I could be wrong, but if you have to say that somebody like, oh, you don't know this about them, but blank, then maybe that actually isn't, as much a part of them as they, you might think it is right. maybe it's just a side part of them. I don't know. So if you're thinking of not just dating people, but even just friends, like looking at their fruit and really seeing what they're ab- about, because the people you spend your time with, they're going to dictate your direction. Mm-hmm. You're going to, I mean, you can try to bring them with you as much as you want, but that's not usually what's going to happen. They're going to bring you along with them. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go in a certain direction, make sure you have people that are also going in that direction with you. Now that doesn't mean that you only surround yourself with like-minded people. Right. But that means the majority of the time I'm going to be around people that are going to put me in this direction. Sure. And a lot of times you can tell it, it by their fruit. What are they are they producing? Are they loving to people? Are they patient with people? Are they humble, like able to apologize super right. easily? Or do they get defensive? Are they toxic? Is it hard to be around them? Do they, do you feel worse when you leave them than when you were b- like with them before? Mm-hmm. Like I just, there's so many things that I think people want people around them that make them feel good, but that's not always what it is either. I don't want to just be f- just be feel good about myself because sometimes that's just flattery, mm-hmm. and so you have to be very careful about. Who you're going to surround yourself with, especially when you're looking at a mate. What yeah, what fruit are they producing? And if it's fruit from God, if they're actually aligning themselves with God and it's fruit from God, I mean, I think of the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. and that stuff should be evident in their life or at least growth in that area. I mean, they're not going to be perfect at it at all. Like sure. we all have, I think, strengths in some of them and weaknesses in some of them. But they should be able to like, apolo- I mean, apology is like a huge thing, right? So that's just what I was thinking about is when we were talking about this is, is knowing people by their fruit and you don't have to necessarily call them out on it, but then knowing who you want to surround yourself with and their fruit should be evident to you and that should help you make a, an, an educated decision on if like they're going to help you in the, in the trajectory you're wanting to go or right. if they're going to hinder you.
0: Right. And I think if, if you're taking all of this and some of us struggle with this anyway, and you're taking this as a very judgmental talk or you're, you're going to take it and be judgmental toward others. Mm. I can't hang out with you anymore because your fruit's not.
1: (laughs) Your fruit sucks. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Chill a little bit and realize that's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. There is nothing you can do. We already said this in the episode. There's nothing you can do apart from Christ to make yourself righteous before the Lord. But once you are have your faith in Christ and you've trusted him for your righteousness. Us responding to him in worship with the fruit of the spirit, us responding to him in worship with giving of what we've got. So our fruit back to God Mm. and then showing other people what it looks like to walk with God is the greatest honor that we can be given, you know, to, to say that we are going to be priests in a land full of evil, or to say that we're going to be ambassadors for God in the darkness that's a huge honor and we should totally take that and respond in kind so we're not saying cut everybody off but we are saying be wise and be careful be shrewd look around at what's going on around you and go hmm I don't know if this group is really honoring Christ in the way we should and maybe you are going to be a part of the voice box that's going to say mm-hmm. hey yeah we shouldn't be like this or you might just set a new course for the whole group by just letting your fruit show in a different way you know but I, I think that's a good Yeah, I think it's good advice from you and I think it's also just a good thing for us to be processing. Are the people around us bearing the fruit that they should be? There's episode 99.
1: 99. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at The Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.